You're about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 11. And my guest today is Callie Wiley, the founder, owner, CEO of the Gloponent Method. That's right, the Gloponent Method. Callie provides high-performance coaching in the areas of wellness, nutrition, relationships, and more. She's also the host of the Gloponent Method podcast, and I know you're really going to like this conversation with Callie. Ready to hear more? Let's get started. your host, Mediocre Mitch, and welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 11. That's right, the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, part of the growing Meet Mediocrity Media Empire. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, we have a podcast now, we have a YouTube channel now with all of those videos, um, all and, and the podcast all linked to my website, www.meetmediocrity.com. We have a weekly newsletter that's actually very well written, if I say so myself, and um, quite an easy, quick read on all events and happenings in the meet mediocrity world. What can I tell you? It's a growing media empire, and um, today's guest has her own empire of sorts. It's, it's Kelly Wiley of the Gloponent Method. And let me start by telling you why I like Callie so much. First of all, her energy and dynamic personality are contagious. Um, I really could not get enough of my conversation with her. She's authentic. She's real. She readily admits her human struggles. Um, Look, she had a bad marriage. She didn't graduate college. She started a business that didn't work out because she gave away all her good work at very low prices. She started her own wellness business and ran into copyright infringement problems. I mean, this woman has had challenges and she keeps pressing along in such a positive and authentic way. Um, She's a successful podcaster. She's a successful nutrition, wellness, and life coach. And um, you're just going to love this conversation. So... Ready to hear more? Without further delay, here's my conversation with Callie Wiley of the Gloponent Method. Hey, Callie, thanks for being with me today. Hi, Mitch. I'm so excited to be here today. Um, It's been so nice to get to know you and chat with you, and I'm really excited to be on the podcast today. Okay, let's just be clear. Um, At the time of this recording, it's after 6 p.m. Eastern time, and I have been looking forward to this conversation all day. I'm so and, excited. Well, the thing is, so I met, I, so obviously um, I met you through online, through social media and your other channels. And um, you struck me as an inc- incredibly authentic person. And, you know, sometimes coaches and um, trainers and the like hold themselves out as kind of like the model. 
Mm-hmm. And you hold yourself out as like a totally real person. I totally appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I coach from a point of I've been there. I've done that. I'm still there. I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still growing with you. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely the approach that I've taken. It's like, it's like, a, you know, it's like you're almost saying to, to your prospective um, clients, I'm like one half a step ahead of you, but mm-hmm. let's kind of figure this out together. I mean, that was the vibe you give off. Yep. Yep. That's exactly like, I never want people to think that I'm above them. Um, I'm definitely more of a coach as a friend and an encourager and a, we're going to get through this together. And, and I have experienced a lot of things and I, I don't want people to, to not know the information that I've had to learn on my own. I want to be able to give that down to people because I wish I, someone would have told me what I was going through a lot of the stuff that I was going through. And so, um, I do have coaches. I do have mentors as well. But when I was going through the the hardest stuff, I was pretty much on my own. And so that's where a lot of my coaching comes from is You're wanting just sharing. to give back. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love Passing that. down what I've been through. <laughs> well, and, and but the thing, the thing that I noticed about you is you don't you don't share that knowledge in a preachy, I know it all kind of way. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost a What's the word? It's almost like in an empathetic sort of way. It's like, like I'm right there with you. Like, mm-hmm. like that struggle you're struggling with, I'm struggling with it too. Yeah. Um, I might be one half a step ahead of you because I've kind of started to get my arms around it, but let yeah. me, but let me help you catch up with me. That sort of thing. I like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I've definitely, especially from a nutrition coaching standpoint, um, I still struggle with body image. I still struggle with sugar. I still struggle with cookies. Um, I'm never going to expect any of my clients to be this like perfect human. Um, but I do, I still struggle with all that. And anyone that says that they're not is probably just not being honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just because it is like, it's so hard. Like if you've had eating disorders or you struggled with nutrition or you struggled with like, I love donuts and I love cookies that just doesn't go away. Like just because you, you're just not putting it on the internet. Right. Like, so you're just not <laughs> posting it. Like you're not posting that you're eating donuts, but you probably still love them. That's um, right. And so I, I try to be transparent about that. I don't ever want someone to feel like it's not real life. Um, cause I understand that we're people and we go to birthday parties and weddings and events and life happens. And so a lot of my coaching comes from that standpoint. So we're going to talk about your coaching style in a minute, but what I'd like to do is take a step back because you yeah. are an incredibly authentic person. You've had your own trials and tribulations. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey that yeah. led you to becoming a coach? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Callie Wiley. Um, the current company I own is the Gloponent Method. Um, I originally had opened a company called the Nutrition Rookie, um, which started essentially from a root of I I lost 80 pounds. Um, I went through a a pretty toxic divorce um, when I was in my early 20s. Got married super young. Got divorced 18 months later. It was a very toxic relationship. I was in it for validation. It was just not the right thing for either one of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just didn't, it was not good. Um, from that, I binge ate, I ate everything in sight. I gained a ton of weight. Um, and then of course it's the journey of losing that weight and struggling with body image and body dysmorphia and finding the way and signing up for half marathons. And and by the, and by the way, so body, you know, dietary concerns, body image, but also getting your head back screwed on straight. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. They're all, they're all connected. 
Absolutely. And my mind was in a terrible place. My mindset was garbage. Um, I didn't graduate college, which I'm pretty open about. Um, just because of, I took internships college and had my own for everyone. Yep. It and I took my own, everyone. my own journey on that. Um, and so it was just really hard. I had all this pressure of people saying like, well, you didn't graduate college, so you're not going to be anybody in life. Like, how are you going to have a career without a college degree? And now you're divorced at 21 and you are overweight and all these things. And so I, I dove in head first to self-development, self-growth. Um, I, I tried every diet under the sun. Um, Whole30 worked for me. I started to understand like how to eat and how to nourish my body and, and the power of movement, which literally started out as walking for me. I was too heavy to run. I couldn't run. Um, and slowly that evolved. Like Fast forward, um, I did a triathlon sprint. I did a half marathon. Um, I started doing CrossFit. I started competing in CrossFit. I, I fell in love again and realized what being in like a loving, caring relationship was like. Um, I, I launched the business. I started nutrition coaching because I wanted to give back to people. Um, and that's just slowly evolved um, as I've learned about my mindset and I've learned about my clients and I've learned about the power of affirmations and mindset and rest and kindness to others and your community and everything. Um, it slowly evolved from just nutrition coaching because I realized that so many of these people were missing the mindset piece. They were missing right. the self-love. They were missing the, the people around them, the friendships, the relationships, everything else. Um, and so we rebranded, um, to Coreglow, which then got busted for trademark infringement. So that was good. Um, <laughs> And now we've landed on the Gloponent method, um, which is high performance coaching to amplify your life. So I coach nutrition, um, wellness, sleep, kindness to others, relationships, just everything to be your best self, to show up for yourself, for your career, for your life. Um, I don't think that it, anyone should be in a career that they hate. I don't feel like anyone should just be punching the clock. I don't feel like you should just be living life. I feel like you should be loving your life and having vibrancy and energy throughout that. So I coach a variety of things. Um, I podcast, I do group coaching. I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, I prefer group coaching because I love community set settings and I love being able to collaborate with multiple people because um, I don't know everything, but I'm really good at bringing people together. So that's why I prefer um, community coaching over group or over one-on-one um, -on -one coaching. But I do one-on-one -on -one coaching depending on situations for goals and visualization and stuff. So community coaching, meaning you, 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 get, you have a group. Yep. So I do small group coaching monthly, um, with groups of 10 to 40, just depending on the topic. Um, cause I love, I love the deep conversation that people can have and we all have different experiences. Um, we can all talk about wellness and I can coach anyone on what to eat and how to move, but there are so many other people that are going to have stories and experiences that everybody can share. And so that's the power of group coaching is being able, I love, that's why I love podcasting because everyone can share and you can hear different stories and hear different people's takes on things. Um, and that's why I found a lot of power in group coaching specifically. That's fantastic. And, and I assume when you, when you do group coaching, you are, I mean, I could just, you know, you're, you're, you're pretty good at getting people to talk. So I would imagine yeah. that, you know, getting group participation and having one person feed off the other is something that makes your group coaching successful. Yeah. And I try to be as transparent as possible. Like I'm going to always put myself out there first. Um, I'm going to always tell you my shame. I'm always going to tell you my struggles. I'm always going to tell you what I go through. Um, and I, I make it very clear that it's a safe place. It's a, a safe place to share, to be transparent, to be vulnerable. Um, we all have been through crappy marriages. We've all had terrible friends. We've all had the job we hate. We've all been through seasons. Um, 
but people don't want to talk about it because they're afraid and they're, they're shameful about it. And culture has told us to be shameful of hating your job, hating your marriage, hating things. And it's okay. Um, but yes, I always put myself out there. I've been through a lot of crap and I'm okay with talking about it. Well, so, <laughs> but so, here's a, you know, social media makes it worse, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. just like we, when we started this conversation, there are very few people out there that are like, my life sucks. Yeah. I, I, I went out to dinner and like I had a crappy time. Like people don't yep. do those posts. Now yep. you don't do those posts either, but, nope. but you, you don't, your posts to me come across as, as a real person. So it's not just catchy, catchy slogans. It's yep. not just Callie doing chin ups in like a tank top. Like right. it's not, it's, it's like, you know, I didn't really want to work out today, but like I did something and that's better than nothing. And that's good. Like to me, to me, I think that part of the problem, Callie is, um, is the society we live in. People, people get down on themselves for basically everyday shit. Yep. Um, because they think they're the only ones who have it because no one else talks about it. Yep. Yep. And so I, you know, so when you tell, when you're talking about group um, coaching and you talk about putting yourself out there first, do you find that other, that, that kind of opens up a Pandora's box for others to speak up? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel once, like once people realize that it's not just them, um, one of the big ones I, I really try to drive home is I didn't graduate college. Um, and so I've always really struggled with like seeking validation that I'm enough and that I'm worthy enough and that I deserve a career and that I can own a business. I owned a business before it was a wedding planning business. I gave away everything for free. So guess what? It's never going to be successful if you give away everything for free. Um, so it burned. And you gave everything bad. away because you gave everything away for free because you were desperate to validate a hundred percent have your own business. Yep. A hundred percent. And I didn't feel like I was worthy of it. And so, um, I'm always pretty open with people about like, I, I don't feel like now I feel very, like, I feel good about the business that I own, but I had so many people for so many years saying like, you go through high school, you graduate, you go to college, you graduate. And I didn't do that. And the majority of the people I graduated high school with did. And so it was, has always been this like struggle or people it's still in conversations to be like, were you going to go back and graduate college? Like, no, probably not. Like I'm good now. Like <laughs> I'm good. Um, but I always try to remind people like I didn't graduate college and I'm still successful. Um, I, I had the crappy marriage and it sucked and I'm okay with that. Um, but I always try to put those things out first. Cause I don't want people to feel like, like they're not enough. Like they can't share because they're afraid of judgment or fear. Um, you bring up a great point about social media people. I mean, they, no one wants to post my marriage is failing and my business <laughs> closed and no one wants to post that, um, which I understand. And you don't want to be the person that puts that out there. But I feel like then people go to the other extreme. Um, it's why you see like some of these these public divorces all of a sudden that you're like, but everything looked perfect because they didn't ever put like three days ago things looked great on their Instagram because you um, don't because you don't talk about it. You don't talk 100%, about it. hundred percent. Yep. And so I try to have a level of transparency. Obviously, there's some personal things that I don't share everything. Of course. Um, of course. But I try so hard to let people know that you're not alone. You're you can still grind. You can still do the thing. Um, and everyone has a different journey too. And I think that's an important thing to know is we're all at different points in our life. We're all on a different journey. We're all accomplishing things at a different rate. Um, and you can't compare yourself 
to where you are now with someone else's starting point or their ending point, or like you can't compare to, to other people's journeys. C- Callie, you know, one of the, one of my favorite sayings is the most successful people are the ones who have failed the most mm-hmm. because they're, they're willing to fail learn, try again, which is kind of what mediocrity is all about. It's like, you know, you're going to be mediocre at moments, but don't give up on yourself. Just keep going. You mentioned mentioned a couple of things I wanted to go back to because it, it, it amplifies this point. Yeah. So let's talk about this business thing. You've, you were a wedding planner. Then you became a coach. You changed your name a bunch of times. You've got a pot, like, Tell me, let's talk a little bit about, because you've got a really successful thing going now and I'm really impressed with you, but you had your failures, quote unquote, quote unquote failures (laughs) and you, and you kept going. So can you tell us a little bit about that and, and, and how you managed to keep going? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of it was just learning and growing. Um, when I started my wedding planning business, I was like 18. Um, I've always been obsessed with events. I've always been obsessed with making beautiful things. I've always been obsessed with people. Um, weddings and events were people you're it's a people service, like planning an event and a wedding is literally people connection. hundred percent. And so I always knew I took internships when I was like 16, um, in my hometown at the convention center. And I, I volunteered at places and I just loved the people interaction. Um, so I launched a business. It did not go as planned. Um, I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know how to pull business licenses. I did my taxes all wrong. I don't even think it was bad. It <laughs> but was you not good. You, you didn't end up in jail for tax evasion. <laughs> no, probably because no. you didn't make enough money to be. No. Oh no, I didn't make enough money at all. So they didn't care about me. Right, um, right. And so that kind of fizzled out. Um, I moved around a little bit. Like I, I moved to Oregon. Um, lived in Bend, Oregon, lived in Eugene, Oregon, learned a ton. I took every internship I could possibly take. Um, like I was working jobs and internships. Like I ran some parades in Bend at one point and worked for Portland fashion week for a hot second. And like I took anything, yeah. anything and everything. Um, all I learned experiences. A ton. Experiences. Yep. I learned a yep. ton. I built connections. I built relationships, friendships. I got mentors out of this. Um, and I just sort of evolved. Um, to what I wanted to do. And I realized that I moved to Reno, Nevada, Tahoe wedding dream. By the Uh, way, by the way, Reno, Nevada, if there is anyone from Reno, Nevada listening to this, what a sleazy place. (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting place. Beautiful. Beautiful, well, but well, there are the, some interesting the, the downtown strip, things. The, the downtown, mm-hmm. that's all that's the only place I've ever been is that downtown strip. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, wow. If you live there, you never go there. You yeah, never go well, downtown that, if you live there. <laughs> well, that was that was my one Reno divi- uh experience, and um, it gave me the wrong impression. But anyway, keep mm-hmm. going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I moved to Reno because weddings and events, Tahoe, um, all of that kind of stuff, and I just I fell out of, of love with what I was doing. Um, I, I worked for a couple for a company there and then took a full-time job. Um, I got my divorce and needed something more stable. Um, took a job in HOA management, which was an amazing company, but not my passion at all. No one calls an HOA because they're happy. It was not happy. Complaining all the time. Yeah. So it was not a happy place. Um, I loved my coworkers. I loved my team. I love my family there. Um, but it just wasn't fulfilling me. It was not filling my cup. Um, as I went through my journey there with my weight loss, I fell in love with helping people. And I found myself starting to like coach and develop people as like a hobby. Like people mm-hmm. were coming to me, asking me about like 
well, how'd you lose the weight and how'd you do it? And how are you staying so positive and how are you going through the things and, and how is all of this happening? And so it just sort of evolved and nutrition coaching just kind of happened. Um, I, I got remarried. My husband does is very into CrossFit, very into, he was CrossFit coaching. Um, and it just sort of fell into alignment that I started doing nutrition coaching. Um, and from there that evolved. And so I loved what I did with that, but I realized that people, it wasn't enough. I was working with primarily women. Um, they were losing weight. They were feeling good about their weight, but they hated everything else. They hated their job. They hated their relationships. They didn't want to be with their friends. They didn't like, they hated everything else. And I was like, okay, you're not there. Like, that's not wealth. Like now you are a number on a scale, right? but you're not, that's not health. And so that slowly evolved into core glow, which then got the trademark issue. Um, (laughs) and so when, when that happened, um, it was kind of this, like this, this moment of, I was devastated, devastated when the trademark, because I felt like core glow was like the perfect name and the perfect thing. And it explained what I was trying to do. And I was trying to help people glow from their core and everything. And I wanted so badly when I found out to quit, like it was the hardest pill to swallow. I felt like there was no trademark thing that could ever like, I was like, this is it. Like I have to hire an attorney. And it's scary. You have to start getting attorneys involved. Oh my gosh. It just gives you incredible agita. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I had to hire an attorney first of all. And that was horrible feeling. Um, Love her to death. She's been the greatest thing that's ever happened to my business. But at the time it was scary. And I had to literally sit back. I'm so grateful for the people I had around me at the time. Um, and this was not that long ago. Um, but I had people that reached out to me that are also coaches that are friends. And we went through everything on like, you're not, you're not, your brand isn't the name of your brand. Isn't you. What is your, why, why are you here? Who cares what the name is? If you can still show up authentically as yourself, you can walk through that failure and we can push it behind. That so, is the wait, wait, wait. That is the best advice anyone yep. could possibly give. Yep. Thank you for saying that. Okay, keep going. Yep. Yeah. And so I walked through it, and I I cried the whole time. Um, but it really helped me focus on my why, my purpose, what I'm here for. Um, I realized, like, I can remember, like, vividly sitting in like the Circle K parking lot, getting gas, and being like, "That's the dumbest name ever." But it's everybody knows of Circle K. Like, <laughs> Walmart is the stupidest name ever. Everyone knows of Walmart, Target, not creative. Everybody yeah. knows Target. Like, and so it made me realize that you can, you can fail through those things. And I didn't know. Um, and so I was really transparent about it. I was transparent that I screwed up. I was transparent that I didn't do my homework. Um, I didn't even know trademarks were a thing. I didn't know a company in Canada could pull a trademark for a company here. Um, I thought that I was too little. I didn't, I just didn't know. And so I learned a lot from that. And so just pushing through, keeping to push through and not quitting and not giving up. And when your why is strong enough, you don't have a reason to quit. Um, when my why was not strong, wedding planning, my why wasn't strong enough. So it was something that was easy for me to let go of. But now the work that I'm doing is so meaningful and it means so much to me. And I love the people that I'm helping. And I love the community that I've built that my why was too strong for a trademark infringement to kill me. Um, my why was too strong to let anything else matter that it was easy for me to, to realize that my why was too big to let this go because now I'm not like my whole purpose is to help people serve people, encourage people, um, help people thrive, help people feel better. And if I was just going to walk away from that, like 
what am I doing? <laughs> like, like, what is the point if you're just going to walk away from it? So, so that's just been a lot of just grit and go and, and grow and be okay with failing. And I've done like seven LLCs and four years. Cause I don't know how to fill out a damn LLC paper. Um, and now we're good. I got a real good LLC cause I'm an attorney and I hired people to help me, but it's okay. And it's okay not to know. And it's okay to call someone and say that I don't know how to file this LLC. Help me. And it's okay to not how to do your taxes. There's tax people for that. And it's okay to not know how to do everything. Um, but you just have to be okay with failing and owning it and, and being okay. I'm notorious. Like you can ask my attorney, you can ask the tax guy that I go to now, like, Hi, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me because I can't do this. And that's what they're there for. And, and yep. it, it, well, Callie, so I'm going to summarize a few parts. So uh, where we are at the moment, yeah. um, no understanding your why. Obviously, you get your joy, yeah. your your thrills from helping other people. And once you figured that out, that is what keep kept you going. And then what? Then what I then so then what you did. I wrote this down. You collected experiences. You collected um, relationships. Yep. You collected failures and mistakes. And you learned from all of them. And you yep. used all of them to become successful. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure, because there are a lot of people listening to this podcast who are where you were in your journey mm-hmm. and they are about to quit or if they're not about to quit, they're about that. They, they don't have a lot of hope for themselves to be successful. And I'm sure when you were in the middle of some of that stuff, you didn't feel super, super optimistic, mm-hmm. but you never quit on yourself. Yep. And, and you kept drawing on the things that, that the why to keep you going. That's yeah. why I think you're freaking awesome. I appreciate that. I really yeah. do. I it, it literally, it was like coming down to like, I was having to completely tell myself every single day through some of the hard, like some of the hardest stuff. The trademark stuff was definitely the hardest. I would like literally stand in front of my mirror and say, I won't quit on the stream. I won't quit on the stream. I won't quit on the stream. I had a friend paint. She paints these beautiful rocks. Um, I'll plug her. Her Instagram account is uh, rock bottom. And she makes these adorable rocks, like painted rocks. And I literally had her paint me a rock that says, I won't quit on this dream because I needed it. I needed it in front of me visually. I needed something to remind me um, about my why. And that was like the perfect thing for me that I can have in my office that I see um, that reminds me of my motto. It reminds me of my why. My why is beautiful people creating beautiful things, getting going through beautiful garbage, hot messes. Um, and, (laughs) and she is that person for me. Like she's, she's a doer, she's grinding, she's working hard. Um, and so that was very helpful. Um, and then I, I have the best friends in the whole wide world. Um, I've been very picky on how to find these people, um, like straight stock people on the internet. Some of these people I've never met in real life. Um, but man, the troops rallied around me when I needed it. And it was awesome. Like people are so good. And when you circle yourself around the right people, when stuff like this happens, there are going to be people that like, I had literally people that I like are followers on Instagram that I've been friends with that. Like, what can I do? What do you need? Do you need paperwork? Like, how can I help you? We're going to get through this. Like that was a huge, huge aspect of it. And then my husband is like the most calm person in the whole world. And I'm crazy and way up here all the time. And so He's a good it's, help it's, too. It's, but- it's a it's a yin a yin and a yang. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. He's like a docile golden retriever, and I'm psycho all the time. So <laughs> it works out well. 
Yeah, but but honest, but honestly, you know, it's funny. I you you mentioned something about finding the most awesome friends and support network, and I um, I won't get into all the background of this conversation, but I was having a conversation about about family, yeah, and um, how certain people, how how there seems to be a lot of you know, I was talking about particular families that I know some people in my family, some people in other families where there's incredible tension. Yeah. And, you know, someone said to me, you can choose your family. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to choose your biological family, but frankly, the family you choose is the family that counts because they're yeah. the ones who'll be there for you and help you advance your, your goal and your purpose. And it oh, sounds yeah. like that's exactly what you did. Absolutely. You got support from everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been very mindful, um, on how I, I use the analogy of, I turn, I turn down my, the microphones on certain people. Um, there are certain family members that you just can't kick to the curb and that's okay. Um, but you can control the volume in which they're speaking to you. Um, and you can control what you hear that, that what they say. Um, I'm, I'm super fortunate because my parents would, I could tell them I was going to join the circus tomorrow and they would be proud of me. Um, (laughs) I'm very fortunate to have supportive parents. Um, but there are people in my extended family that don't necessarily agree with, with everything that I'm doing, um, that I, I either don't talk to a lot. I don't spend a lot of time with them or I just tune them out. (laughs) Right. Turn down the microphone. Um, I have some extended family that I'm not friends with on Facebook anymore because it's just not worth it to me. Um, I do too. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay to, you know, you know what, here's my theory. Like, so. I have my political beliefs. I don't get into politics, um, you know, unless there's uh, particularly close people. But there are people who want to really express their political beliefs like every day. And you know what? It just wasn't doing anything for me. It was just actually, it was making me bummed out. I'm like, I'm not going on social media to get bummed out. I'm going on social media to have fun. Yep. So um, I do have family members. I I will freely admit. I do have some extended family members who are no longer following or I'm no longer following on social media. I just couldn't take their stuff. It wasn't making me happy. And that's protecting your peace and your energy, right? So like if you're, if your social media and everything you're seeing is garbage that you don't, doesn't fill your cup. Why have it there? (laughs) Now, now I'm not saying that you shouldn't get news. Like if you want to get, if if you want to get news, like get news, if you want to understand both sides of the news, get both sides of the news. Yep. But I go on social media to like connect with people yep. and to like be in a good mood. Yep. So I'm like defriending and I have defriended mm-hmm. those people that, that aren't, aren't giving me that good mood stuff on social media. Yep. I'm the same way I switched. I don't follow a lot of news on social media anymore because it wasn't, I was so sick of seeing the nasty comments and how mean people are to yes. each other. Um, and so I switched to news podcasts because it was easy for me I don't have to listen to other people's comments. That's I listen. Right to a podcast, I get the information that I need and then I move on. Um, because I couldn't, I couldn't take how mean people were. Um, I don't, I, I lean on people to, to fill my cup. I like people encouraging people. I don't like the nasty stuff. I don't, I don't see a reason for it. I don't see, I don't care if you and I believe in different things completely. I want to love you as a person. So I don't want, like, I don't see a reason in destroying people because people don't agree with the same things. But you know what? That, and and thank you because frankly, you know, when I say I don't follow, like I've unfollowed people, I didn't say 
I don't like them anymore. Yeah. I didn't say, you know, I won't speak to them anymore. Yep. In fact, I desire to have to, I desire to treat my neighbor as I would treat myself. Yep. And absolutely. I would love to, I'd love to kind of like share the love and share the empathy. But when they're, when they're spewing stuff in my face, it makes it hard. So yeah. turning them off doesn't mean I now hate you. It means right. it means it's allowing me it's allowing me to continue to actually like you a little bit. <laughs> right, a hundred percent, I agree with that completely. So um, the other story you have to talk about. So you told me you told me you've done a half a half marathon, and yeah. the, the other thing I, I love about this story is like you just try stuff. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> and, and so tell, tell I, I want to talk about that half marathon story because you, you, you did not, you did not like hire a coach or join a running no. club. You no, just I kind sure of like did it. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have this really big issue. Um, I've gotten better at it, um, but I don't know how to say no. And so when someone challenges me with something, I go all in. Um, it's how I got into a half marathon. It's how I did a tri sprint. Um, when I did my tri sprint, I didn't know how to swim and I didn't know how to ride a bike. Um, like I can doggy paddle and I can like pedal a bike, but like I didn't know how to shift my gears. I didn't know how to like actively swim. You're um, unbelievable. Yeah. You, so I signed up for it. things. Yeah. So I signed up for things. People are like, let's do this. I'm like, okay, let's go. Um, and so I signed up for a half marathon with my friend, Whitney, who I love to death. Um, she, she definitely did it as like an all run with you. She is a way better runner than me. She had run multiple at that point. Um, but I needed a goal. I needed something, um, in my weight loss journey to set for myself to accomplish just yep. as I could do this. Um, I was still pretty overweight. Um, I still had not figured out nutrition, um, at all whatsoever. And so I uh, did what normal people would do and researched on the internet, how to fuel up for a, for a half marathon. Um, we went to San Francisco. First of all, I don't like, I, I don't, I'm not good at, I'm really good at drinking water now, but I was not good about it then. Right. Um, so I didn't drink enough water. Um, Wonderful. we stayed at like, good start. yeah, that was like the first good start. Um, I was terrified terrified. And so we were in downtown San Francisco. I wore flip-flops the whole day before. So my feet were like destroyed, um, because we walked all over San Francisco to get like our rice packets and this and that. And I didn't understand nutrition. So we ate like pizza the night before, which was not the best decision. Probably um, not and, the best, then, probably not the best decision for the person running behind you either. Just no, saying. no, it was not <laughs> good at all. And then no one taught me about what to eat before a race. And so I'd still lived in this like life that I would get like a side ache if I ate before running. Um, right. so I ate literally like a cup of yogurt and maybe half of a banana from this like convenience store across the street from our hotel in downtown San Francisco. And that's all I ate oh my like goodness. 70 calories before 13 miles. <laughs> um, I, I didn't train. Um, I, I did like a few runs here and then there. I didn't love running at the time. I was still overweight. I didn't like, I just didn't know how to train. So I didn't train. Um, and so I started, I, I ran, um, the majority of it for the most part, um, I was dying by mile three cause I was starving. Um, I guzzled the like goo chews, which I'd never had. Yeah. Those are not good on an empty stomach, um, at all. They don't give you energy. They give you an upset stomach, um, <laughs> and bathroom problems. It was not good. Um, but I made it and I did it. I cried all of mile 10. I don't know why I like saw the mile <laughs> 10 flag. I cried the whole time. Um, 
it was just a very emotional thing. Like I didn't, I'd never run 10 miles before it was through San Francisco. Like we were running past like the sourdough bread company and the chocolate company and like all the iconic things that made me starving. Um, and my husband, who was just my, I don't even think we were engaged at the time, but there was, he kept, he like, he would text me so I could like hear the text messages through my app. And he, I was like, had to be at mile 12 and he, you can like track your runners through San Francisco. And he told me that there was a guy with a dog at mile 12 and a half with a cape on. And I was like, I just got to see this dog. Like I got to get to the dog. I sprinted the last half mile in after I saw the dog that I couldn't, didn't even care about by the time I got there. Um, I was in the worst shape of my life. When I finished that, I, I couldn't walk. I was starving. Um, we literally took an Uber from like, I could see the hotel <laughs> is, is how so close from we the took finish, an Uber. From the finish line, you could see the hotel and you still took an Uber. Um, we got a ride from friends who dropped us off like two blocks away from the hotel. And I like, couldn't make it to the hotel. Um, we got back to the hotel. I like physically wanted to die. My husband bought me banana bread from union square high, the Hyatt in union square, yep. which was like $35 for like three pieces of banana bread. Um, I ate all of it in under two minutes. And then when we met our friends for dinner, lunch or whatever, afterwards, I had to take an Uber and I, you could see it from our hotel, another Uber situation that they were like, you need to go right there. Yes, please. I can't, <laughs> I can't make it any further. Um, but it was just a very ill-prepared, I, I like couldn't walk for three days afterwards, like shout out to the poor staff that I had at the time that like physically like brought me in my lunch and my water because I like physically couldn't walk afterwards. Um, but man, did I not train? Um, I went all in. <laughs> I did not quit. And um, you got I a great story out of it. Yeah. And they, they did put in the like rules. You had to finish in under three hours to get a medal, which like I finished at like two hours and 59 minutes and 48 seconds or something <laughs> because I was so, and that's why I had to sprint because I wanted, wanted the medal. medal. Yep. And so, um, yeah, it was an, an interesting time. Um, I did not run afterwards for quite some time. I did do the tri sprint, but that was only like a three mile run and that was doable. Right. Um, but then I was registered to do a half marathon in Jan- this, this month and it got canceled because of COVID. COVID. So yeah, I finally like built my relationship back up with running and understood how to like fuel for running. So you don't die when you run. Right. Out, you can eat and not die. when you're yeah, running. It's true. In fact, you need to eat in order to finish, but that obviously, um, you yeah, eat, but you can fuel. Well, on like I said, too. But like I said, you you collected experiences, you're collect, yes. you're collecting challenges, and you and and you're learning from them. So, I think Callie, you have proven to me and to my listeners that you're an incredibly authentic person, a real person, and you bring that to your coaching. So, for you know, I want you to just spend a minute um, as kind of a wrap up, telling us a how. All of us can follow you. Um, you know, you've got a couple of different outlets. I want to talk yeah. about that. And I also want you to finish by telling me if I were to become your coachee, what would it be like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll start with that and then I'll tell you where to find me. Yeah, okay. Um if any of my clients that work with me, I want I want to make a friend. I'm not looking to be above anybody. I want to find a friendship in everybody. Um, I'm going to be your biggest cheerleader, your biggest encourager, your best friend. Um, I get that times are hard and I get that not everything is going to be easy. And so when we do coaching and when I do a lot of that, like, especially like, that's why I love small group coaching. I never get a coach on a big platform 
Um, I won't say never, but I prefer having those like interpersonal relationships and that friendship and that community. Um, everyone that I've ever worked with is now like been forced to be my friend because <laughs> I, I, even after like, I've had friends that like, they don't pay me anymore, but now I'm like so invested in their goals and their dreams and their life. Um, that I still am going to be their biggest cheerleader and I'm still going to help them thrive and grow and we're going to grow together. Yeah. Um, but that's the gist of, of the experience of coaching with that's me. Fantastic. I don't ever want anyone to feel beneath me. I don't ever want anyone to feel ashamed or scared or, or unknown. Like it's, it's a friendship. It's a partnership. We're growing together. We're learning together. Um, and it's, it's that accountability aspect. Um, cause yep. I'm never going to let you quit. <laughs> and so, right. so that's the experience of coaching. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun, it's fun. I enjoy it. It makes me happy. Um, and then if you're looking to connect with me, um, Instagram is where I hang out a lot. Um, my Instagram handle is the Gloponent method. Yep. The website is Gloponent.com. Um, you can catch me there too. I just launched a book club, um, which is totally free. Um, we meet the first Tuesday of every month virtually. So you could be anywhere. I don't care where you live. Um, but all growth development, good conversations, organic conversations, that's all on my website. Um, and I've suddenly become really in love with Clubhouse. I don't know if you're on the platform yet, um, but Clubhouse has been super fun because it's just a lot of raw organic conversations, um, at least the ones that I've gotten into. <laughs> uh -huh. um, but my handle there is Gloponent as well. So those are kind of the spaces that I'm hanging and, out. I'm and the Gloponent podcast. Oh, oh, my podcast. Um, and the podcast is the Gloponent podcast. So a few different channels, a few different areas, um, just talking about all the things on on all of them. So. And what do you, and what is your book club reading this month? Um, we're reading big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert right now. And then okay. next month we're doing, so February, um, is the proximity principle by Ken Coleman, which is, has been my biggest life-changing book ever. So I think everyone should read it. So I'm making everybody read it. Awesome. Um, cause it's such a life-changing book and just really teaches that get around the right people and, and get around the right environment to, to grow and develop and to thrive. I love it. Callie, yeah. I I knew I was right when I woke up this morning and said <laughs> the best call of the day is going to be with Callie Wiley and you made it true. So thank you so much for this conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. So I really enjoyed this. And you're, you're not going to, you're now going to be my friend going forward. So you're stuck with me. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take care. That. Have All a right, good bye. one. You too. Okay. How can you not love Callie? She's so authentic, real, and she's so busy being successful. Um, there were a lot of things that she said that I actually wrote down as quotes and things for me not to forget because they were really meaningful to me. So her quote, I won't give up on this dream we should all not give up on our dreams and ourselves. I mean, that's what me mediocrity is all about. Don't give up on yourself. She said to know your why. Now, that's not a unique quote, but knowing your why, why are you doing what you're doing? What, what's, in fact, um, I have a saying that you have to ask yourself why at least five times to understand really why. But Callie said know your why, and I really um, appreciate that comment. Um, Look, she also talked about life being a collection of experiences, and it's all about in collect, it's all about collecting experiences, including, most importantly, your failures and your mistakes, because those are the things you learn from the most. 
Um, the last thing Callie taught us is hire the right person when you don't know what you're doing and admit it when you don't know what you're doing. So get that lawyer, get that accountant, get that nutritionist, get that therapist, get that whatever it is you need that will help make you better at whatever it is you want to do. <laughs> you can find Callie at gloponent.com. That's one word, G-L-O-W-P-O-N-E-N-T.com, gloponent.com. You can find her on social media at The Gloponent Method, and you can check out her podcast, The Gloponent Podcast, on all platforms where podcasts can be easily and readily found. So, here's the wrap-up. I hope you're enjoying the Meet Mediocrity Podcast YouTube channel newsletter, website, the media empire. It's all about wellness. It's all about being kind to yourself. It's all about being positive. It's all about being kind to one another. Um, I hope that, that you're enjoying it. And if you are, please tell your friends. And please, if you like the podcast and haven't checked out the YouTube channel, check it out. If you like the podcast but haven't subscribed to the newsletter, subscribe. It's all good. And finally, um, I'm super excited because I should be getting my first COVID vaccine tomorrow and my second vaccine three weeks down the road. So if you have a shot, chance at getting a vaccine and you're comfortable doing that, you should do that because um, I see a light at the end of the COVID tunnel. Um, you should also stay positive, keep smiling, be kind to one another, and stay well. Okay, that's it, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye.